Um, this is a mic check. Do you want me to sing for you? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm screaming. Okay, sweet. Ready? Yes. All right. Um, let me hold this. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Grace Feishaton, and I am a screenwriter and director, so filmmaker. Okay, filmmaker. Um, first question for you is, how would you define creativity, and do you consider yourself to be a creative person? Okay, um, defining creativity, I would say that creativity is, like, the ability to express, like, knowledge, information, perception, um, all in the form of art mm. and to do it responsibly. And so um, would I define myself to be creative? I now would definitely define myself as a creative. You now would? would you, why would you not in the past? Um, I think it's hard. I think creativity is hard. Mm. Um, I was not like good at like drawing. Mm. I wasn't great at, um, well, I mean, mostly that, honestly, like drawing and coloring and art, like that. Do you think that, okay, that version of creativity? Yeah. Now, you know, it's not just limited to just. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then uh, how does your faith affect your creative work? Or do you think it does? No, 100% does. I think that I've, um, the, part of the reason, or really true, maybe even the whole reason why I've wanted to come into this space in the first place is because I felt that. Um, the responsible piece, right, of art, specifically um, filmmaking, sometimes doesn't always sit at the forefront of people's minds. So for me, that, like, integrity of, like, how images, or I wanted to have integrity about how I could float certain images around, right? Because mm -hmm. we know that images stick. Um, we know that people um, view images and think of themselves or their surrounding. And so for me, it was really about how can I bring my faith in, which um, is the construct of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And put that out for others to see themselves, right? And mm -hmm. relate to it, but it be done with that marker of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Has like your faith always been like at the forefront of, so like actually when did you get started like being a filmmaker? Yeah, into yeah. filmmaking. Um, I mean, seriously, through a little over three years ago. Mm -hmm. I wrote when I was younger. Um, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I enjoyed writing. And um, at that point, I was writing for representation mm -hmm. without even knowing that the term that I was looking for was yeah. representation. Um, and so that's when I like spent crazy amount of hours. I was young. I was nine. And I would like... Nine? And you yeah. were writing? Dang. Yeah. The first piece I wrote was... Uh, <laughs> you do you still have it? <laughs> I do not. Okay, um, I'm about to say, pull it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we thank God. It was honestly a hate piece. I was in my feelings about a friend mm. who, um, what's it called, had just like done me dirty. And mm. I'm just like, oh, you getting written about. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't want to be in her much. diary. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I did creative writing mm -hmm. in like 2009. So I was, what, 12 mm -hmm. um, when I picked up creative writing. And I didn't know format. I didn't know structure. I know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really process that screenwriting was a thing that could be done. 
um, mm-hmm. as a job. So I just wrote and like it went from writing for a few minutes here to writing for a few hours into days. And then like I realized I was spending my entire summer writing. And then it was like school started. I was like, well, I don't want to stop writing. So I'm just going to continue. And for years, um, I just wrote up until I would say I'm probably about 16, 17 when I started working. Well, I started working a little bit earlier than that. Mm-hmm. But um, when I started working more and there just wasn't enough time to go to school, work and write as often yeah. as I wanted to. Yeah. So, um, well, then I went to college. <laughs> Definitely didn't write. But that thought about writing was always in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like let it fizzle out up until... 2020 let's say january or february i watched they've got to have us and i was like oh well it's finished i'm i can't ignore this thing that's been in me since i was nine um and so that's when i started to take it seriously in 2020 dang so then um what is your creative process like and like where do you drive your inspiration for your ideas of what you create from Hmm, good um creative process it's a disaster Actually, a lot of it now is kind of trusting the education piece of it, right? Mm. So if an idea comes up, which I guess I can answer that now, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by life. Mm. So there are projects that I write that have come from a moment in time where I'm just like, this deserves being explored. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll be frank and say that I'm inspired by um, Black people, Mm. inspired by children i'm inspired by families i'm inspired by how um like the development of a person who is black Mm. um all of that just is a huge driving force but it's also like part of what i studied so like well i live it too right so there's there's what i see in the books and the cause and effect that maybe not everyone knows how to articulate but i want to be able to showcase that through a film right Mm. because apparently that's where everyone's um ability to empathize goes right into like filmmaking and they understand that so if that's the language that you speak let me speak this language with you Mm. um and so that's where it comes from and essentially the process is probably skipping steps first i write i try to get to the 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 writing piece of it as quickly as possible and it almost never works because then i have to go back to step one and do the outline and do the research who are these characters why do i feel this way um i would say that one thing that i i started probably a year or more ago yeah was a diary a writing diary Mm -hmm. and it's because uh, scott meyer said to keep a writing diary because what you can do is before you start writing anything, mm-hmm. you go to the diary and there are no like rules for the diary, right? Yeah. But when you're screenwriting, you're worried about format, structure, mm-hmm. um, whether it is following your, um, whether your acts are in the right place. Like if you're doing everything the way you're supposed to, mm-hmm. um, but in a diary, you can do what you want. And so break the barrier by writing your diary first and then going into all the other things. And so um, I would say something consistent in that is just, I write in my diary mm-hmm. and then my screenwriting diary mm-hmm. difference right because okay. what, what you're doing there is writing like okay i'm afraid of tackling this character because they remind me too much of myself mm-hmm. so let's really talk about it yeah or um i don't want to do this because honestly i don't want to write 15 pages mm-hmm. i don't want to write 15 pages and then we'll get into like so why haven't like if you've written hundreds of on hundreds of pages why mm-hmm. is it so hard to write 15 now mm-hmm. or okay this act sucks it's not working um, and genuinely, these are my intentions with this, right? And so that's a really good part of the process. And I think it's 100% helpful. And then I just will do the work. So whether it's an outline or research, journaling, um, observations, yeah, all of that gets thrown into the process until you sit down and you go, I have enough information. I can write this. Mm-hmm. And so 
I've written like full pilots, fifty pages in like three days. Um, but it's because there's fifty like, pages. Yeah, I Dang. love writing. Girl, summers. I'm telling you, as soon as I get up, let's go to the computer and wow. start typing. So, yeah, I mean, my word count was impressive in like yeah. seventh grade or something. People were like, "How can you type so much?" It's like this is all I do, right? <laughs> it's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and and immersing myself into the characters for mm-hmm. sure. Um, once you get that groove, once you've done the research, once you've done the outline, when you know where you're starting and where you're going, mm-hmm. um, to like fully like become a character in the writing process or mm-hmm. even several characters mm-hmm. it's so energetic i'm yeah. so hyped in the midst of writing a scene that's like especially when it's like the rising action or the climax that stuff is great or even the rest of anything 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 is fantastic <laughs> um one thing you said was that like when you say like oh why this character is the way you are like the way you created your characters do you think there's have you had to do a lot of it seems like you've had to do a lot of like internal evaluation and just like yeah know yourself to know your character type yeah. thing. Is there like <laughs> is there like um moments where 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 you were writing a certain character and it taught you more about yourself than you could have imagined? Yeah, one hundred percent. There's one <laughs> there's one I can't even I've had this idea for what, two and a half years, still can't write it to this day because mm. it's like it requires me to to do more healing mm. not cliche whatever no it's not cliche uh, no it's the truth <laughs> it regards me to do more healing and to really make myself vulnerable mm-hmm. and so the times where i am able to write it is when i put myself in um situations that are uncomfortable because it, it's not um a place that i've been before mm. um and so that's exactly what the character is going through and anytime that i'm too comfortable i honestly can't write it mm-hmm. and even when I'm uncomfortable it's hard to write it I remember mm-hmm. I was sitting down at the computer it was late last year and I went <laughs> you tried to attempt it and you're like no I was I was doing it and I was like this is intense like it was one of those times where I was I definitely could relate to the character mm-hmm. um or characters because I was writing mm-hmm. from, from uh about a relationship mm-hmm. um and so it was interesting to me how I could relate to both because they're not the same and I went yeah. wow the nuances of a yeah. life of a human right Dang. Um, because yeah. if you're writing like female characters, is there a different mindset when you're writing male ca- characters and how they behave? And um, is there a lot that's... of research and study that you do? Yeah. So even develop I... guy parts. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like one, I try not to limit the men, right? Yeah. Because I think that one thing is I, it's part of the reason why I talk to people so often and why um, I think that sometimes people may think that like I'm forward or invasive. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's character study, but it's also like I care about people. Mm. And so when I ask questions or dig deeper or just, um, yeah, when I ask questions or dig deeper, it's really because I want to understand the why of who you are. Mm. And so in my life, I've, I've um, been able to, what's it called? Maneuver or navigate relationships with guys because mm. i understand their why and then um it just helps me to to yeah understand a man because I, I can only live as a woman right yeah that is what i am um and so when i go to writing guys i just kind of remember the why their humanity their feelings and the fights right to express those mm. or those who are completely able to do it without any kind of um conflict if that makes sense mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know if anyone does it without any conflict but yeah um and so i i'm also gifted with a brother right yeah. <laughs> we have a great relationship and he's very honest um and so i think that writing guys is uh, quite a bit of work mm. 
but it's just as satisfying as writing the person that I understand, mm-hmm. right? Writing yeah. a woman. And even in that, right, I am a woman, but there are so many kinds of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's taxing, not taxing, it's a task regardless of who I'm writing for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so then I'm going to ask you to read Colossians 3, 17. Yeah. I can read your phone and then you can tell me um, what you think about it 317 and 23 and what you think that means to you and and i guess in relation to just directing and everything yeah whenever you're ready yeah you're, okay. you're good to go um so colossians 317 whatever you do in word or in deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to the or giving thanks to god the father through him and then 23 says whatever you do do it from the heart as something done for the lord and not for people okay what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I think now, I don't want to misquote nobody. <laughs> um, what that means now is to me now, yeah. Um, is this idea that like people can only take you so far. Mm. So by depending on them, you almost set yourself up for failure. Mm. Whereas if you do everything unto the lord mm-hmm. based on his direction mm-hmm. the knower of it all <laughs> the creator of it all mm-hmm. the one who sees before you the one who sees before everyone you're in much better hands yeah right that's kind of the only way towards like complete success and we're talking about the one who can manage eight billion lives at a single time yeah i'm struggling with my one <laughs> I'm sure that the people I'm talking to are struggling with their one too, you know? Yeah. And so it really actually makes no sense to, to try to appease everyone, mm-hmm. right? You can't, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, everything in the name of the Lord. I think that it also means, right. It goes back to like when you, um, what's it, is it Matthew? Is it Matthew that talks about wearing Christ? Matthew 28. I could be wrong, but like, uh, just in my um, study of like baptism, discipleship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fruit of the spirit, it, at one point it talks about wearing Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're dying to your flesh, you're dying to your old self. Mm-hmm. You are a new creation. What do you wear? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are carrying His name, yeah. like, I don't even want to say a badge because a badge, like, I guess yeah, you can see a badge, but if you miss it, you miss it, right? Yeah. Um, almost like more like your clothes or skin, just mm-hmm. something, like something that can be seen at a distance. Um, I think that if you're going to wear him, mm. you, you should, mm-hmm. you better mm-hmm. um, wear it right. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I talk about responsibility and integrity when it comes to art mm-hmm. and filmmaking, because there's just no way that I could sit back mm. and know that like, people's ideas are shifting because I put something out there mm. um, and I can't even stand by it. Mm. Yeah. I also don't want to get to the gates and God's like, yeah, what was that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> Not the gates and where I that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thanks. so yeah. Okay. Um, so then where does uh, your passion for film slash directing come from? Where did it, or is the root mm. of the dream? Um, this is a lot of credit. I'm not gonna lie. This is way too much credit for this show. But uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the reason why I said it was like two thousand nine is because that's when the nine oh two one oh reboot came out. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean, at that time, one, I had no business watching that, but I'm whatever. Um, watched it, loved it, loved it. And I just always went, well, this isn't my reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to write something much closer to my, to my reality, which is why I said that representation mattered to me way before I understood that it mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted something with more um, diversity. Like, that was really the staple. I was just like, I don't go to school. I mean, I do go to school white people. I don't go to school with this many white people. I mm-hmm. like also know Hispanic people and Asian people. Yeah. Um, and so, and of course, I saw where it ends. But yes. like, it just, I, I saw so much more and I didn't understand why I had to continue to feast on a school about wealthy right, white people that I, I can't relate to that. Yeah. Like, it's entertaining, but I can't mm-hmm. relate to that. And so it was from watching that show that I went, I want to see something that I can relate to. And thankfully, thankfully, mm-hmm. in the, what, 14 years since, there's been a lot more content. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where it started. I think that also, um, I remember watching movies on Saturdays and not knowing that I had an interest, mm. um, but I had an interest in, in dramas, right? Mm-hmm. So CW or, or WB, whatever it was, mm-hmm. that had um, movies on Saturdays. I had an interest in dramas and would take a liking to those. And then just as technology was became more of a thing, mm-hmm. um, watching a movie and then doing the research and not just wanting to know about the actors, but wanting to know the production was like, mm-hmm. okay, what are the relationships being built here? How much did it cost and how much did it make? Is that successful? Mm-hmm. Like my questions were no longer like um, just about the movie, but about the creation of it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start putting pins in things and recognizing the relationships beyond what um, that was. And then, and then being like, once you got enough information, mm-hmm. okay, if this is what a $5 million budget film looks like, and you see that enough, and then you see something that's $100 million, Dang, you, you really do your see, research. Well, for, well, now I got I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm just like, this is a great movie. <laughs> but I want to know why. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to know why this film is slower paced mm-hmm. or why there's less locations and you realize it's because of a budget. So mm-hmm. you just start to see things um, a whole lot differently. That's why, like, watching movies now is not the fun that it used to be yeah like, because your observation yeah. of like so how can i get there mm-hmm. but I, I will say it started innocently it was great it was beautiful yeah so clearly you, you a lot of personal experience has influenced like the work that you create is there can you give an example of one um ex- life experience that has influenced your writing both positively or negatively mm. Or from the development of your character or yeah. whatever? Um, I think there's a... I can... I can yeah. I'm not writing, yeah, I can. Um, and the question is about things that I've experienced. Yeah, for your personal too. life. Because that's obviously heavily influenced in your work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one. So I talk about... Um, oh, and I can't mention too much because it's... It's a work in progress okay, right now. That's like my money maker. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing I talked about how family, like black people, have mm-hmm. um, a lot of influence over what I write. Um, mm-hmm. I found a pattern in that I created a lot of dramas about families that weren't always the most functional. Mm-hmm. And so I went, what is that? Because I didn't know what was happening up until I think late last year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I ever write about just this joyous family that like everything is great and like the drama is some external factor it's always internal what's going on within the household mm-hmm. um whether that's pos- i think that that has positively which is crazy i think it's it, that like 
the work having an effect on me or my life? No, it's my life having an effect on the work. Yeah. I realized what it was, was my perception of what I was experiencing mm-hmm. being put into the work. Mm. And I honestly think it's positive. And the reason why is because every time I go back to, let's say the word, mm-hmm. um, to be like, how do I want to, if this, if somebody put all the money that it's supposed to have behind this project and it went to a million screens, mm-hmm. what would I want people to see in this dysfunction that is still giving God the glory, mm-hmm. that is still in tune with his word? And so that's why I say it's positive because it's then required me to figure out how I'm going to act in these particular situations. It requires me to go into the work and be like, I'm not like going to brush this with this cute little Christian paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And then like, everything's the fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. We're not creating um, Christian films, but films with Christian principles, if mm. that makes sense. And so the exploration of it is super intense. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it's positive because yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not simple. It's, it's hard. So I read the word and then I read the word and then I read the word. I keep reading the same thing until it finally clicks. Mm. And then it makes sense. So I, I, I say that because there's a particular project I'm working on now mm. about a mother and a son um, and their relationship. And it is, it starts off so great and we watch the downfall mm. and it's so tragic mm. and I love it. Mm. <laughs> I'm screaming. But it's because we see how it happens. And I, yeah. I, I do believe that everything is um, in tune. Right. Cause I'm taking, um, taking the word like children, um, uh, obey your father and your mm-hmm. mother, but also like parents don't piss your kids yeah. off. The word don't say piss your kids off. Yeah. They say Provoke, that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that they don't, um, become like discouraged or something yeah. like that and i think that yeah navigating that why would i not love doing That's that <laughs> so do you do a lot of like do you base a lot a lot of your work off of scriptures or or um i guess it's back again hmm. to that inspiration piece because i mean that you just related that back to yeah yeah because i i don't i hmm, i don't think that i could write if it didn't make sense with scripture mm. if it quite literally is opposing scripture. And then I'm like, yeah, and I want millions of dollars to go behind this and millions of people can see it. I'm, I'm going to have to answer for that. Like yeah. that goes back to like, this all has to be done with inter- integrity. Yeah. And like, I have to be responsible for those things. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily get in line with people who produce art and they're like, and they abdicate themselves from that responsibility. I think that's insane. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely insane. You, if your vision came to life and had an impact on people, you're responsible, yeah, right? For the, yeah. If you're going to be responsible for the, or if you're going to take credit for how much money it brought in, if you're going to take credit for being able to um, get actors to do a certain thing. If you're going to take credit for words being on the screen, then you have to take credit for the impact as well. Mm. And I'm not saying that that means you feast on every single comment that comes your way. Absolutely yeah. not. But I'm saying that if there's an overall movement based off of your art, mm. there is no denying that impact. And so, yeah, it's yours. Okay. Okay, then with that, um, what have you learned from directing slash filming that you would say developed other skills within you besides directing and filming? Like the process type thing? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. yeah, it does. Um, I think one thing is resilience, hmm. especially in like the last year. Hmm. I don't think I've ever been as tried as I have. (laughs) (laughs) Trials are trialing. Um, The rejections are crazy. Mm. The 
switch ups are crazy. Like the way that I'm having to navigate relationships, um, the content that I want to consume, mm-hmm. that I want mm-hmm. to make, all of that is starting to shift in a very um, real way. And it's because I had this experience where um, we shot for a weekend. And I remember this is probably like one of the, the more elaborate sets that I've been on. And I remember I woke up one day, it was like, a, I think we had to be ready to go by like 6.30 or something. Mm-hmm. So I woke, wake up and it's like 5.30 and I'm just like, so this is when it becomes work. Mm. This is what it 5:30? looks like. 5.30? Yeah. Dang. And I was just, I remember being in the shower, so tired. I'm like, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this, this is, is great. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, like I said, because I've, that was a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. that now having to, to focus in more on the writing part, mm-hmm right? You're in communities or you're applying for things, whether it's grants or funding or to Mm. a program. Yeah. Um, and to be told no, 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 Mm. no, so many times, like I started to question it. So Mm. I think that just the resilience, like I I had a moment a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I'm done with film. I'm done. Mm. I'm just, I'm so tired. Um, but we're still here. Mm -hmm. LOL. We're (laughs) still here. Still, still pressing on. We are. Dang. Oh, so then when you create, do you create with the intent to send a message? And if so, how important is it for your audience? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you do. Always intentional. (laughs) Very intentional, but how important is it for your audience to understand the message? Um, Really important. Mm. Otherwise, I'd just be creating for myself. Mm. Yeah. and I'm not doing that if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, earlier I stated that this is a language I'm trying to speak. Um, the reason why I go so in depth into the learning process is because I want to understand everyone who's involved with the making of it and mm. everyone who's involved with the consumption of it. Mm. Um, because if I want to communicate with you, I have to know what the buzzwords are, what the trigger mm. words are, mm. um, what is basic level, foundational understanding. I have to know those things so that I know that, so that I can be confident in the times where it's now open to the public and comments are flowing in, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If I can stand by the fact that this was my target audience, my target audience understands the message, mm-hmm. then everyone else, you can go by the wayside. If <laughs> it's more of and i guess it's kind of crazy to say but if it's an exercise right like if i want to talk to actors about like this is the possibilities of what you can push yourself to do Mm -hmm. right without compromising Mm -hmm. your integrity without compromising your integrity then that's who i'm speaking to right Mm -hmm. and i have to know what it is that they're receptive to and what it is that they're running from in Mm -hmm. order to be able to have that conversation um yeah that answers the question yeah so um when you first started like creating and putting your work out there mm-hmm. did um was your work at first accepted or was it like <laughs> did it take some effort for you on your part to be like recognized by others um take you seriously i guess since you start at a young age and then like yeah you had to take yourself first seriously or other people for sure yeah. um one i guess i'm still waiting for it to be recognized mm-hmm. but then i have to be honest with myself mm-hmm. have i put out anything that's worth being recognized mm. Um, I do not say that to discredit the work that me and others have put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying that like, even the mode of distribution has been, okay, it goes on social media. It's on YouTube. Um, that's not necessarily where you are, um, pushed into the industry. That mm-hmm. just means 
like, oh, this is a terrible thing to say. It's almost, it's not content, but it's almost mm. in the vein of content mm -hmm. versus being a film that's on the festival um, mm -hmm. circuit or mm -hmm. that has um, some sort of distribution on some streaming platform, mm -hmm. right? Um, if I had those, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation. But um, with that being said, I still think that everyone who has put in work into what I have done has um, done it so beautifully. Mm. Um, and what I've learned from them, um, not everyone, excuse me, <laughs> most people that I've worked in on personal projects, yeah. on personal projects. When I work on other projects, it's been different. Um, and so to answer the, I guess the other part of the, the, the question, which is getting into the real of feeling slighted or disrespected mm -hmm. or um, like I haven't been heard, um, that has happened, yeah, when I haven't worked on my own when I haven't been able to handpick the people I've experienced that people mm -hmm. do look at me and they're like oh she's young and she's black and she's a woman and she must not know what she's talking about mm. you will get put in check yep you will get put in check um and that's because I remember I was on set once okay set all right love the people now well I'm just trying. <laughs> I respect the people now yeah. right but the way they came for me was different <laughs> um and so I got to direct a scene and as the director's job mm -hmm. you call cuts or you call action cut. You know when you want to start based on your actors and you know where you want to end based on your actors. And then you know because of the entire vision. The camera crew, for whatever reason, undermined my ability to know that. Mm. I call action, somebody calls cut. Mm. And I cannot tell you what I said. I mm. cannot tell you what I said, <laughs> but I fixed it. <laughs> she corrected it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, they definitely came up to me and they were like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And the crazy part is that we share many demographics. Mm. And so it's, that was one example. And another example, very similar, somebody who just wouldn't like, I know I'm not Spielberg. I get that. <laughs> but if you are working on a project and once again, I'm the director and mm -hmm. you just don't want to communicate with me or you feel as if my words do not matter, mm. you kind of go rogue. Mm. I don't understand what you're here for. Yeah. Right. Like what, what part of it do you not, believe in because if you see the vision for the thing mm. right or maybe you're here because you don't see the vision mm. and you just want a paycheck mm. i'm a i can treat you like that too mm. i've had i've had to be a manager of employees and Dang. staff i can mm. i know how to do that too but if we're here to create something for the if we're here with artistic integrity i just expect mm. you to show up with that mm. so i've had to actually even learn how to navigate the situations not because that one was even different. I felt even more disrespect than I had mm. before. Somebody called cut and I was just like, uh, no. And this person just, I can't even begin to explain what they did, but it was just, it was hands down probably the worst experience that I had Dang. on set. And I'm just like, it changed who I wanted to work with and it made mm. me go like actually pause. Yeah. Right. I don't have to, to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, Dang. So yeah. then on the positive end, is there people like who inspire, who do you admire and yeah, why? Right. What creative people do you admire? and Like well-known people? Whatever, whoever, it doesn't have to be well-known. Um, Just what creative people do you admire and why do you admire them? I think that anyone who worked on the Hindsight Project um, in any capacity, I 100% admire them. Mm -hmm. um, just because that was my very first project. Mm -hmm. um, and they, the way that they showed up for not just the vision and for the story, but also for me. Mm. Like I noted that people cared about, yes, the vision, the project, the mm -hmm. part of it, but they also were watching out for me. And so 
that was such a beautiful thing to experience because it was um as my guinea pig it 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 allowed me to want to fight for that and fight for them in return so Mm. um i guess with most people from that project i still have a a relationship with like we're actively talking Mm -hmm. things like that um and i'm 100 rooting for them and 100 um admire them and then in terms of like household names um i mean there's a list. <laughs> I love Ava DuVernay for her mm-hmm. educational um, way of handling things and tackling mm-hmm. things. Like, you don't leave her film and you're not stupider. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you leave you learn so something. much more knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it makes you want to do your own research. Mm-hmm. So that's a language that she's speaking that, like, what's the way <laughs> thing? Um, I think I like, I, I love Issa for what she has built and for how almost indestructible it is mm-hmm. right? um, and I don't say that because like re- realistically anything can crumble mm-hmm. I just don't see how her 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 empire is if that makes sense mm-hmm. she's built something so strong um, and fortified and authentic and everyone loves it so that's cool um, I, I really like Steve McQueen the director for what he's been able to do with like the small act series um, that spoke to me on a very different different level mm-hmm. and allowed me to understand how to find my voice uh, because I was looking at him and like just the entire series, you're looking at five episodes or films, however you want to refer to it. Mm-hmm. And there's this through line and you can specifically identify the Steve McQueen and all of it. Mm. And I went, I want to do that. I want to be um, so identifiable in mm. those things. And in turn, what else can become yeah. attached to that? Right. That's, that's my thing. Um, and then in terms of just other people, I really, like John Boyega for performance, for mindset. Um, and then because him and Femi Ogun's own the production company and what they're about, I really like that. And I think that, I mean, I could I could go on for days with like yeah. really Gerald Jerome. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Gerald Jerome um, for performance as well. Like if I were an actor, it would be, a, <laughs> it would be different. But um, because I work behind the screen, I think that that is a good overview it's, yeah have you considered acting or like do you oh, act well, no <laughs> <laughs> so when i was a kid i think i think i'm more traumatized not even I, i've Trauma. also healed um <laughs> when i was a kid i definitely wanted to be but it was one of those things where like representation mattered uh, because it okay. wasn't like as mm-hmm. popular when i was younger i was just like oh, i'm cool with that mm-hmm. um but i did i did go to acting school uh-huh. yeah two years ago i went to the same acting school as john boyega because wow. i was like yeah because i wanted to can't take all my cheat codes. I was trying to get connected to Femi Ogun because <laughs> that man has, he has keys, right? Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I was in acting school for two terms there, seven months in the, in the advanced class. You know, okay, was, advanced. Not basic. <laughs> not the standard. Um, and it's because, well, the reason why I went was mostly because I wanted to, going back to language piece, I wanted mm-hmm. to know what actors were learning because if I want to direct, I need to speak your yeah. language. Um, and because I respect the art, I was just like, well, let me not just be on people's sets mm-hmm. or be on sets and doing whatever that I think is right. Let me go learn what is the right thing to say to an actor or mm-hmm. what words trigger an actor to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in turn, it helped me as a director, but also as a screenwriter. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, so like I did acting then and it was great because first month I'm crying in front of the entire class. And I, have, I know why. 
It's not something I do. I don't cry. Like you had to cry or like you no, were emotional? I was emotional. Um, you were reading a poem. Nobody else is even this emotional, bro. <laughs> Nobody else. And I don't care for poetry like that. But it was uh, Mary Oliver's Wild Geese. And the first line is, you do not have to be good. Mm. So you can only imagine where the rest of it goes. Yeah. It's this, um, it, 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 the way Mary Oliver writes poetry, she includes nature. Mm-hmm. And so she's speaking about these things that just that feels so um relatable mm-hmm. and i was just like wow and it just got to me mind you the first two weeks of this poem i was not paying attention she told us to recite it i said i haven't read this poem i don't know what we're talking about but it was something like the third or fourth week and we're saying it and i just choke up on like line three and mm. i'm just like oh my gosh and i'm just like i know i'm gonna cry before i even went up because she goes how are you feeling i guess you could see that I was tense i was like I mean, I'm nervous. I'm nervous out of my mind because I just know what's about to happen. And so I thought that maybe because I said that out loud, that maybe I could like suck the tears (laughs) out of them. They went nowhere. They they came out. And everyone was like, Grace, that's such a great performance. I genuinely think that... They thought you were not... They thought you were on command crying or you really felt the emotion? No, no, they knew. Oh, they knew okay. It was good. I got so many compliments. And I was like, you guys are just nice. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> no, you nice probably did that amazing. Probably. I mean, I think that... Uh, why I was proud of that moment was just because I got through it. Mm-hmm. I don't publicly cry. So to publicly cry and read this poem um, and stay in character mm-hmm. and create a character or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a moment where I'd like, I knew that things were different. And it was honestly, that was one of the moments where I was just like, I understood why I was filmmaking mm-hmm. because I understood the language. I understood what was needed um, and because I respected it. So like, I don't know. I just felt like I should get to be in this lane. Yeah. Right. I should get to be in this lane. And so I stayed. So how often, I guess, do you like diversify the type of movies that you watch? Like, do you watch like Nollywood country, (laughs) like American, (laughs) like, like what do you, what films do you choose to study and like why, I guess? Yeah. Um, this is, it's definitely got to be mostly American Mm -hmm. TV, mostly dramas. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not watch I grew up on Nollywood films so mm-hmm. like I'm telling you I've probably seen hundreds right yeah um, I understood that but I, I I will have to admit that that stopped what 2008 ish mm-hmm. um, so like there is a leap in time I don't know what Nollywood as an industry mm-hmm. um, looks like now but mm-hmm. I have seen a couple that I really do um, like I watch some like some Bollywood I do like some Bollywood films I just don't watch it that much. Um, British television and film mm-hmm. is also pretty good. Um, yeah. Wow. I watch a lot of Western TV and movies, you guys. I'm screaming. But mostly dramas. Um, I've recently gone into action more, but it's like, it can't just be straight action. I don't care mm. for straight action. You want the dialogue? Yeah. yeah. You know, and the it still has to be dramatic. Yeah. What I won't watch this is so terrible i don't like comedies i don't think they're funny mm-hmm. i think that like and i understand that it's a respected form of art like yes. i'm not trying to come at the form of art um i'm just they're not good to me they seem very pointless mm-hmm. like what did i learn mm-hmm. right yeah you always want to take something away always oh that's why it's mostly british yeah um british and american dramas because i always want to take something away whether it's about relationship education mm-hmm. um i guess family falls into relationship mm-hmm. self um nature mm. and watch anything that is in that vein and especially if it's good mm-hmm. right i don't necessarily like bad movies yeah don't like bad movies no like, one does yeah yeah 
some people like <laughs> some people like bad movies. But, but yeah. So then I guess just when you're creating good movies, um, describe, <laughs> describe your state of mind when you're directing. So like, obviously the one where there was drama and people was not but on a regular directing day when you are like okay today we're gonna do this this and this like what is what's all going through your mind when you're directing a piece um for the most part it's very structural there's not a whole lot of like creative juices flowing in terms of like mm-hmm. now is not really the time to play like you have to like go production. or yeah okay. right so like you have a shot list you mm-hmm. have Things that need to be meet, met, mm-hmm. um, and it's because everything costs money, right? Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. it's, I actually relate it more to like being a a, a restaurant manager that mm-hmm. like in order to get to the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? In order to make your GM happy, to make your district manager happy, mm-hmm. to make your staff happy, to make um the those who are um, dining in what do they call them? It wasn't customers. It was some else. People eating at a restaurant? Yeah. I don't Um, know. In order to make (laughs) all those people happy, right? In the same way that in order to make your actors happy, Mm -hmm. your producers happy, Mm -hmm. um, your cinematographers happy, you have to manage all of those. And so um, the question the question was like, what is a day like? Uh, No, like, yeah, I guess what goes through your mind when you are directing? Yeah, to never allow allow my ego to intervene Mm. with the success of the project. Mm. Um, And really not anyone else's ego. Mm. So that's one thing that I've like embedded into the um, beginning of a day if I have an opportunity to talk on set mm. the first thing I'm like just let all egos go out the door mm. we don't have time for egos no. now it's time to deliver the project and mm-hmm. that's why I say that like the the idea of coming in with artistic integrity and knowing what it is that you want to say if you believe in the story then from hour one to hour eight or ten or twelve that's all that matters mm-hmm. we can be cool after this we can beef after this whatever but for the hours that we are working, there is something that needs to be made. We've all said that it needs to be made. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So then let's just make it. Yeah. Um, and so as a director, it's just really, truly managing the set, like making sure that everything is moving the way it's supposed to, um, taking care of like your cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big. If anything, that is the one thing that you can't necessarily, like, yes, you can prepare for that beforehand right mm-hmm. by paying attention to your cast and crew and their like patterns and things like that but it's the one thing that like day of you just never know what's really going to happen you yeah. don't know what phone calls somebody had before they had to come to work yeah you don't know what people are dealing with in that specific moment of life and so really trying to be attentive to that and not being too harsh mm-hmm. not being too short mm-hmm. um yeah just paying attention to those things dang that's good check your attitude before you there's no, there's not even attitude. <laughs> like literally do not, I don't care who you are anymore. Yeah. We are simply just here. And I mean, of course I care, yes. right? but like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm screaming. Um, and then what would you say your why is for what you do? The why of why you direct? Yeah. Um why i direct i think for the longest i i don't even know if i really know that answer but for the longest i would have answers for why i shouldn't Mm. and at some point it was just like but you know these things Mm. but you do these things but you invest in these things and you care so yeah actually why shouldn't you right like it only makes sense that if other people also have the opportunity and if you feel called to do it then 
do it. Mm. And I, I say called lightly, right? I'm not saying that there's this booming voice of God <laughs> that came down and was like, and you are now a director. I'm saying that the, the way that it was brought to my attention, brought to me, it quite literally, like I saw my li- life flash before my eyes as I was watching art take place in front of me. Mm. And I went, that has never happened before. Mm. I've never seen myself so eagerly, eagerly invest or eager to invest in something like that. Um, even in education or wanting to be a lawyer, like I, there's, yes, there's always a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about those things. I want to disseminate that information. Mm but there was nothing that drew me in like this. And it was after fighting it for so long Mm. um, that I was just like, that's crazy. So it was very distinctive of like, yeah, because if you think about it, then I've been passionate about the thing for 16 years. Mm. What else has LOL? Anyways, (laughs) what what else have I been that passionate about? What else can I be passionate about? For another 16 years, another 32 years, another 48. It's just crazy. <laughs> People do it. Yeah. They're still going. Yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah, this is the thing. And it, it, it encompasses everything else that I've wanted to do. Like I said, mm-hmm. education, um, disseminating information, all of that. Like I can still do that and it'd be done through film. Yeah. Whether I'm a director or a writer. Yeah. Well, and then what would you say to like people who don't know their why are trying to figure out that why? of what they do or what they want to do allow the process to process Mm. the journey um i don't know i don't know if the why will always be 100 percent clear Mm. as much as like if your instinct or gut or god Mm. tells you to act <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I think that, especially for me, um, because like God would create provision in a way that just didn't make sense. Mm. Um, I got a lot of clarity for the, not even that. And this is this is crazy. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to put too much on something that isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a thing. The first time I heard from God was regarding Phil. Like the mm. first time I heard His voice very clearly, and so I was just like, oh, you know. And so it was also the affirmation to do the thing that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and so I was just like oh well we here the first script that I ever wrote the first short that I ever wrote excuse me um I didn't I don't think I wrote it and uh, I remember, yes yeah, I sat yeah, yeah. at the computer and yeah. physically typed it out but I remember like having to process the emotion that was tied into it's hindsight and it's a it's a short film about grief and how um French process grief mm-hmm. and I remember sitting there and being like I don't know how to process grief mm. I don't do that. Yeah. I haven't been forced to do that. I'm, uh, I've been relatively stoic, actually, when it comes to that. And so, one, we, we, we learn differently. But in that moment in time, I was just like, God help me, because I am sad about the deaths that have occurred. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to articulate that. And literally, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours later, things were on the paper. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it wasn't me, because I don't have the language for this. Yeah. Um, and I don't really remember, like, what the thought process was. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that's why I'm just like, the, when things like that happen, I don't even know if I have time to really think about the why. Mm. Um, I know it is a, a, a good thing to have an answer to that, right? Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that in the process of figuring it out, if you do not have the why, I wouldn't say that that's a bad thing. Mm. Um, 
but definitely still listen right mm. because you don't want to be distracted you don't mm. want to take too many lefts um you don't want to end up in a space where you're not supposed to be yeah um but yeah yeah um and then i guess how would you go about evaluating what you've created or how do you go about evaluating your product does that make sense or like yeah it does okay but what are you what are you looking for just make sure no i'm looking for whatever you want (laughs) however you took that question just answer um how do i go about evaluating your work okay what you produce um i think that before i go in Mm -hmm. i have something to use as a measurement of success um whether that be the kind of response Mm -hmm. or there's a project that exists that is similar to this and i want it to have the same kind of emotional depth or mm-hmm. I want it to resonate with an audience um, in a similar way. Mm-hmm. That is what I use to evaluate because I can't lie. You watch a thing 50 times over, you write a thing 20 times over. I don't know how to evaluate this anymore. Right? Yeah. Um, I also am surrounded by family who is not afraid to tell me that something isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, right? Yeah. Because like I, what I don't want to do is put things out there and say that they're great, but they're not great mm-hmm. um and so then also i allow myself to not be great mm. it should told us work yeah it's definitely work and so when it just comes to evaluating anything i think that certain certain products that i've made definitely were for a season not everything is made to last i know that for a fact um but as i go in now it's like if i if, if in my personal life i hold myself to a standard of excellence Mm-hmm. If I hope that people also have a similar standard of excellence, then I know that I want my work to be excellent. Mm. Um, what do I call excellent? Mm. Does what I do match up to that? Yeah. Dang and that's really just kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. So then um, do you think it's vital for some people to see their future? And would you want to see your future? So like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny enough i i ask to see it but mm-hmm. really i don't i don't know yeah right um that is even crazier the skirt that i submitted to afi is exactly about that it's about a girl who wants in on her future mm. can't see it mm. um and my resolution for that is that it's for your own good oh, that your future okay. cannot help you mm. that you cannot access your future mm. if you could you would mess it up mm. And I, then it makes me wonder, what would your future hold if you mess it up? Would you have mm. one, mm. right? Or would you want to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I want answers, sure. And I yeah. want things to be maybe a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I always said I want to have the right resources and the right people around me. Um, but I guess it's also okay to allow that to be a journey. Mm. So you feel like no one should be able to see. Yeah. No. No, no one. Let's spoil the fun. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, ruin all the fun. The highs and lows. Um, and what would your ideal role in life be? For, mm. Yeah. In terms of film? Sure. It could be film, anything else, or yeah, your ideal role in life. Yeah. Or what? Yeah, then I guess the cliche first uh, question of like, where do you see yourself? Or where would you want to be in like 10 years, 20 years? Let's speak on 10. <laughs> um, in 10 years, what up? Golly, 35? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what world would you want to be? Or where, yeah, yeah. what would you want to have accomplished? Or 
where do you want to see or what do you envision yourself as in that that by then i would have created no not i would have created i really hope by then things would have been in place for me to be recognized Mm. to have resources i'm not talking about like superstardom household name whatever yeah i'm talking about amongst my peers Mm -hmm. that like if my name comes up they're like no yeah she knows what she's doing yeah she's talking about with respect like that yeah um and that's really just i guess in all all um or all elements of life um i really do want to be working in film Mm -hmm. (laughs) i want to be but if i'm also an educator it's not the worst thing that would have happened right Mm -hmm. it's still very much in line with what i've always wanted to be Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that to be somebody's mama yeah somebody's wife yeah and to experience those things um and for all parts of life to be elevated by those things, mm-hmm. to continue to um, experience God's love, mm-hmm. to continue to walk in that, um, to continue to have a relationship with that and to allow it to grow, mm-hmm. right? So not necessarily continue on the same level that I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for what life looks like when I do have that kind of love from God, mm-hmm. um, from a man and from children. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Dang. Life journeys. <laughs> children <laughs> <laughs> i'm screaming but yeah yeah then i guess then with that like the future life of the future grace mm-hmm. how would you in terms of your kids like have you taken into any thought of how you would introduce them to is there like films that okay my kids are gonna have to watch this film growing up and like or mm-hmm. and how would you approach Because I feel like directing is not an African household. I want my child to be. So even how did you even like, was that accepted from your parents? (laughs) (laughs) So I hit it. Yeah. Literally did not tell my mom at all what Mm. I was doing until there was a project to show her. Mm. Because I was just like, there's no point in telling her the idea. Mm. I don't got time for crush ideas. Yeah. You know how long we've worked to get up to this point? I just need to give her um, the final product and then let her talk about a uh, evaluation right yeah because when she said it was good oh right? yeah 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 and nobody else yeah. nothing. <laughs> when, when your african mom <laughs> tells you their work is good and it's not a doctor or lawyer <laughs> yeah you're set um but yeah just like and that's kind of just been the thing so in terms of like i guess having kids i wouldn't i wouldn't push them towards the arts it's not yeah. easy like i'm saying like literally why is my resilience built up this great mm-hmm. <laughs> only because i've been tried right yeah i don't necessarily want that for others although i guess it's a good thing mm-hmm. um but if they were naturally drawn to it i'd just let them do whatever mm-hmm. i really hope they're musicians really yeah why i'm just so like i think music is such a uh i mean not that they they have to be like that yeah that yeah yeah career. But I hope that they um, like music just because mm. I'm so intrigued by it. It's something that I wish I could do that mm. I really can't. Mm. Um, and so, but if they were tr- attracted to film, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I'm screaming. Yeah. Um, and then like, so with that music aspect, mm-hmm. with directing, do you even like consider the type of music? Like, is it like, what is the process? Like as a director, what is your role? Like, in in, yeah so, like do you choose the music i mean i yeah. know you do the scenes and everything but like you create you formate format everything right mm-hmm. um i mean yeah and, and so there's levels to it on my yeah. level for sure yes. um uh, if you are ran by a studio probably not so much mm-hmm. um but i think that 
So for me, I don't think about it really before. Um, the only time I really have music thought out before mm -hmm. is when it's more like cinematic content. Mm. Otherwise, no, I don't. Yeah, funny enough, music and films doesn't resonate with me like mm. that. Mm. Um, it's just music, like as an industry that I'm that I like. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would, I'm excited, right, for the time where you can hire a composer mm. who like builds the music to match your scene. Mm. Serious? <laughs> Give me that, <laughs> right? Dang. Yeah. So then, with that, what is your your top three all time like favorite films like? from that's crazy if you or is there if there's a number one what's the number one of just like mm. to uh, perf, quote unquote perfection a perfect film so i'm about to break all your rules okay it's about to be four and okay them already been all right films. go ahead do, do your thing <laughs> um so in no particular order mm -hmm. i think the series when they see us by Ava DuVernay, uh, french kiss yeah um small acts by steve mcqueen mm -hmm. and then in terms of films the Dark Knight and the Woman King. Mm. Like, so those are actually films. But that's why I yeah. said it's before. Um, and that's because I think that the way that the Dark Knight handles themes is so excellent. Mm. Oh my gosh. And they they take every cliche that you know and they just stomp on it and give it to you in a different package. Mm. Um, and I think performance-wise, great. Phenomenal. It sticks with me. I, I can watch The Dark Knight probably once a year. And that's probably the most for any film that I can watch. Dang. Um, and then I really enjoyed The Woman King because of the boundaries that it pushed mm. because of um the fact that it overcame mm -hmm. they said that it couldn't be done and that it was done mm -hmm. the um amount of effort that was put into the film so obviously with gina prince Bythewood, um viola davis mm -hmm. um with them being involved like i paid attention to the production of it a whole lot more mm -hmm. um and i just think that what they've been able to do is just incredible yeah without any kind of like I don't, I don't like talk about having to climb that mountain when you're Viola Davis and Gina Prince Whitewood. Mm. How does your ego not get in the way? Do you know what I've done? Yeah. Do you know who I am? Do you know yeah. how um, how respected I am in my community for you all to say that this can't be done for it to take seven years to mm -hmm. get it off the ground, mm -hmm. and then for the product to be what the product is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dang. yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's gonna be up there for a while, and I can't wait till we get more things that are um, rooted in history, even mm. if it's not one hundred percent factual. Yeah, but to get more things rooted in that kind of history, um, and to really display the continent mm -hmm. the way that I think it deserves mm -hmm. to be, and I I say that knowing that like the continent has its own industries, right? Mm -hmm. Like Nollywood is a thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, I don't watch other films, in Africa, <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend and lie. Yeah. But um, I'm, I, I say that knowing that they can produce their content and tell it the way that they want to be told. Like, I want us to have those kind of relationships to build those relationships mm -hmm. in the way that we see the like American British crossover. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to see that happen for other people because it's obvious that people have resources mm -hmm. and other people have. Um, facts mm -hmm. um and culture mm -hmm. and real life mm -hmm. and i want to see what it looks like when the two mesh dang so then with that like what from your greatest fail what have you learned from like one of your greatest fails and i guess you can do accomplishment as well <laughs> mm, that's good um 
I think that like, like I'll say it this way, a failure that has taught me a lot um, or what it has taught me mm-hmm. is that this is a job. Mm. This is work. People truly want to do this for as long as they can. And the system in which the industry lives in doesn't really take a liking to long careers, especially if you look like me. Mm. Um, and so that's one thing that I had to learn, I guess, the hard way, just like, mm. don't. in the same way that I would show up to Applebee's as a manager mm. or um, to South Fair as a development assistant, like I would treat that as a job. Give mm-hmm. it like there are boundaries. Yes, you're a coworker. We ain't really like we ain't cool. Yeah, you're a coworker or that there is um, there are higher ups that you need to respect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same way I should approach it with film. Mm-hmm. Just because it's an art, just because I get to be creative, just because it is a lot of fun, doesn't mean it needs to be disrespected by lack of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. Um, and in terms of an achievement or an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to choose from which is so interesting that I say that Mm. Um, but I'm and I say this knowing that I probably still have a lot to learn from this Mm -hmm. probably the AFI decision Mm -hmm. just because how unprepared I was for that Mm. one I was unprepared to apply I was unprepared to hear anything from them I was unprepared for the decision to be waitlisted Mm. genuinely I don't want to say I thought I was going to get rejected I knew that I could get in. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was like, because I know that I can get in, but I don't expect it. Like, that's why I was so much like, I know I'm either accepted or rejected and mm-hmm. that's it. And so to hear that I was waitlisted, it's been something that I've had to sit and really process, mm-hmm. understand that it actually is an achievement just because yeah. of how many people apply versus how many get in. Yeah. Um, and then still just processing what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Life could look so different in four months. I may be in LA in four months. Girl. Maybe having my first class, right, in, yeah. in, at AFI. Um, but for right now, what it's done is enough. Like, yeah. it exists. Um, that decision exists the way it does for a reason. So whether it turns into you're off the wait list, let's go, or like, oh, sorry, nobody came off. I'm cool at this point. Uh, it did what it had to do. And so I think that the reason I call that an accomplishment is because it has made me want to change the direction in which I'm taking the craft. Mm. I no longer want to just do things. I no longer just want to get things done. Mm -hmm. I want them to be done and distributed. With meaning. Yeah, like well, right? I want them to be done and distributed well. Um, It's all about that to be whatever it means to people, but yeah. And then, um, okay, this is just closing remarks. And that's the last question I have for you. Unless you want to say anything more, is there anything, anything that you want to say to the people? Any closing remarks? Um, nah, I mean, I think that, oh, this is good. Erica Alexander said it in an interview. So I'm just going to echo her. Um, you have everything you need. Mm. You do. The end. <laughs> My job. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Perfect. <laughs>